Chapter 14 of Baseball Joe of the Silver Stars by Lester Chadwick. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Donald Cummings. Chapter 14 A Kettle of Applesauce. Well, Joe, are you all ready? It was Tom Davis, and he had called at Joe's house on his way from school, as Tom had to remain in physics class to finish an experiment, and Joe had gone on ahead. I sure am, Tom. Where are we going to practice? Over on the fairgrounds? No, that's too far. We'll go down in the vacant lots back of Mrs. Peterkin's house. There's a high fence back of her house, and that will be a good backstop, in case I can't hold your hot ones. Oh, I guess you can all right, replied Joe with a laugh though I wish I did have lots of speed. Say now, don't make that mistake, said Tom earnestly as Joe came out to join him, having picked up some old balls and a pitcher's glove. What mistake? Trying for speed before you have control. I saw an article about that in the pitching book last night. I brought it along. Here it is. And both boys looked eagerly over the book as they walked along. As Tom had said, some of the best authorities on pitching did advocate the trying for control before prospective boxmen endeavored to get either speed or curves. The thing seems to be, remarked Joe, to get the ball just where you want it, ten times out of ten, if you can. And then, when you can do that, try for the in and out shoots and the drop. That's it, agreed Tom. Are you any good at throwing stones? I don't know. Why? Well, one fellow says that the lad who can throw a stone straight can generally throw a ball straight. We'll have a contest when we get down to the lots. Nobody will see us there. I hope not, remarked Joe. I don't want to be laughed at the way I was when Sam caught me down at the fairgrounds. I guess he thought I was trying for his place then, and that's what made him mad. The two friends were soon down behind the high board fence that marked the boundaries of the Peterkin property. It was a rather large place, the Peterkin one, and was occupied by an aged couple. Mrs. Elvira Peterkin was quite a housewife, always engaged in some kitchen or other household duties, while Ebenezer, her husband, puttered around the garden, as the folks of Riverside expressed it. "'Well, I guess we're all ready,' remarked Tom, when he had picked out a large flat stone to represent home plate. He took his position behind it, with his back to the fence, so that if any balls got by him they would hit the barrier and bound back. Joe began to pitch, endeavoring to bear in mind what the book had said about getting the balls where he wanted them. "'That was pretty far out from the plate,' called Tom dubiously, after one effort on the part of his chum. "'I know it was. Here's a better one.' "'Good. That's the stuff. It was a strike, all right, right over the middle. Keep it up.' For a time Joe kept this up, pitching at moderate speed, and then the temptation to cut loose could not be resisted. He wound up, as he had seen professional pitchers do, and let the ball go. With considerable force, it went right through Tom's hands and crashed up against the fence with a resounding bang. It was the first ball Tom had let get past him. That was a hot one, all right, the catcher called, but it was a way out. All right, I'll slow down again, said Joe. He was a little disappointed that he could not combine speed and accuracy. The boys were about to resume their practice when a face, fringed with a shock of white hair on top, and a little ring of whiskers encircling it below, was raised over the edge of the fence, and a mild voice demanded, "'What you boys up to now? 
trying to knock down my fence oh hello mr peterkin called tom we're just playing baseball that's all where's the rest of ye the old man wanted to know this is all there are of us replied tom waving his hand toward joe humph first time i ever heard of two boys playing a ball game all by themselves commented the aged man with a chuckle but i suppose it's one of them new-fangled kind land sakes what the world a comin' to anyhow i'd like to know well keep on only don't knock any boards off my fence he stipulated as he resumed the making of his garden the boys laughingly promised and resumed their practice tom was a good catcher and he had an accurate eye he did not hesitate to tell joe when the balls were bad and he was a severe critic for he had taken an honest liking to the newcomer and wanted to see him succeed just try for control was the gist of his advice the rest of it will take care of itself don't you want to pitch and let me catch for you asked joe after a bit fearing that he was somewhat selfish no i don't specially need any practice at throwing said tom first is my position i like it better than any other and catching is the best practice i can have for that keep it up so joe kept on using moderate speed after the warning of mr peterkin so that no more balls struck the fence but then again came the almost irresistible desire to put on steam and indulging in this joe sent another hot one almost the instant it left his hand joe realized that he had lost control of the ball and that it was going wild he instinctively reached out to pull it back but it was too late grab it he yelled to tom the plucky little first baseman made a magnificent jump up in the air but the ball merely grazed the tip of his upstretched glove then it went on over the fence at undiminished speed an instant later there was a cry of alarm who did that demanded a voice a voice full of anger who threw that ball oh oh of all things i demand to know who did it joe and tom were silent looking blankly at one another up over the fence rose the mild and bewhiskered face of mr peterkin boys asked the aged man gently did anything happen it sounds like it to me i i threw the ball over the fence admitted joe hmm then i'm afraid something did happen went on mr peterkin still more gently yes i'm sure of it he added as the sound of someone coming down the garden path could be heard here comes elvira something has happened do do you want to run he asked for rumor had it that mrs peterkin was possessed of no gentle temper and mr peterkin well he was a very mild-mannered man everyone knew that do you want to run he asked again no said tom of course not added joe if we broke a window we'll pay for it i'll pay for it he corrected himself for he had thrown the ball mrs peterkin advanced to where her husband was working in the garden the boys could not see the lady but they could hear her you didn't throw that ball did you ebenezer she asked if you did at your age cutting up such foolish tricks as playing baseball ah uh, i'll no elvira i didn't do it of course not mr peterkin hastened to say it was a couple of boys tom davis and a friend of his they were playing ball back of the fence and and they've run off now i'll venture exclaimed the rasping voice of mrs peterkin no no i don't think so elvira said mr peterkin mildly i i rather think they're there yet i asked them if they didn't want to run and you 
asked them if they didn't want to run gasped mrs peterkin as if unable to believe his words why the very idea oh i knew they'd pay for any damage they did said her husband quickly and i er i sort of thought well anyhow they're over there and he pointed to the fence let me see them let me talk to them demanded mrs peterkin stand on that soap-box and ye can see over the fence said mr peterkin but look out the bottom is sort of soft and ye may he did not finish his sentence the very accident he feared had happened mrs peterkin being a large and heavy woman had stepped in the middle of the box the bottom boards being old had given way and there she was stuck with both feet in the soap-box ebenezer she cried help me don't you know any better than to stand there staring at me haven't you got any senses of course i'll help you elvira he said but i rather thought you'd go through that box then you'd no business to let me use it she snapped it allers held me up when i wanted to look over the fence he said mildly but then of course i never stepped in the middle of it he added as he helped his wife pull aside the broken boards so she could step out i kept on the edges have those boys gone she demanded when free i don't think so i'll look he volunteered as he turned the soap-box up on edge and peered over the fence no they're here yet he answered as he saw joe and tom standing there trying their best not to laugh was you want to speak with them elvira speak with them of course i do she cried tell them to come around to the side gate i'll speak to them and she drew herself up like an angry hen did did they smash a window asked mr peterkin smash a window i only wish it was no worse than that cried his wife they threw their nasty baseball into a kettle of applesauce that was stewing on the stove and the sauce splashed all over my clean kitchen tell em to come around i'll speak to them uh i guess you better come in boys said mr peterkin softly as he delivered the message over the fence then he added but to himself maybe you might better have run while you had the chance we're in for it i guess murmured tom as he and joe went around to the side gate End of chapter 14 Recording by Donald Cummings, Monroe, Connecticut